it's, it's nuts here. Yeah, we got guys out there buzzing. We got one timers happening. The young guys are ripping them. Well, oh, that was clean right there. <laughs> we got that's uh, Austin Block, a UNH product out there. Got cool two sleeve tattoos, rocking the cutoff top line with the young guns. Let's go. It just never stops. Just all business. All uh, business. Oh. Welcome back to Pucks in Deep, episode number 72. I'm your co-host, Connor Thelman. And I'm your co-host, James Murray. Connor, what do we got this week? Boy, that's that's a great question, James. Yeah. I mean, how do you follow up Jimmy Howard? Yes, that's tough, man. I, I think we found a way. Uh, I, Justin had some big boots to fill, but uh, he, sure I think did. he did so and uh, gave, you know, our young listeners, just our listeners in, in general, um, a lot of advice that they're going to love to hear. So, yeah, especially if you're in the New York, New Jersey area, yeah. uh, you're going to want to check out Top Line Hockey to you know, improve your game on and off the ice there. I mean, even during the pod, there's kids just getting them deep in the background. We haven't had that kind of grit. Yeah. I mean, since maybe Sofo, you're going to hear a couple just rain off the glass, but, uh, it's yeah. nothing, you know, just very ha- end. Nothing Justin hasn't heard before. You know, Johnny's been there training, so he's used to it. And <laughs> yeah. uh, um, I mean, yeah, the best and, of the best. Yeah. So Laz was there. But Laz, yeah, for one day. That's not going to head over. For one day. One day, and then he called it quits. But um, yeah, no. It's, what a beauty. Yeah, no, Justin's got something uh, uh, brewing here, you know, co owner of uh, Top Line Hockey. So he he's on the pod today to talk a lot about, you know, what, what does it take to, to, you know, make it to D1 off the ice. And uh, as well as on the ice, you know, he's got a lot of advice and, um, something that I think every every listener here today can can value. So right, well, and he, I mean, not only to make it to D one, but to play for Michigan and play yeah. with guys that have gone to the show, like a lot of guys. He was saying, yeah, like, and he, he himself Iman has played in the A and played in the coast, and you know, it's it's tough to make it to that level, extremely hard. And like you said, you know, it's the point one percent, you know, make it make it to D one even. So exactly, um, he did that and wore a letter and then went pro and. Um, you know, he, and he did it through the weight room and th- on the ice. So even got some good uh, Red Berenson stories. Yeah, he mixed does. In he there. does have a good one coming <laughs> for you guys. Uh, that's funny as hell. But uh, hell of a pod. So yeah, thanks for coming out, Justin Selman, former Michigan Wolverine, current director of hockey operations at Top Line Hockey. It's gonna be a little bit later for you guys in the pod. But yeah, let's just recap. You know what's what's been happening in college hockey or the hockey world since the last time we spoke. We're recording this on June fifteenth. This will be obviously it's Friday right now. So if you're listening to this, cheers to you. We made it. But uh, what what's happened since the last time we spoke, James? What stuck out to you this last last week? Um, well, I just do want to mention this weekend we do have the Null playoffs. And it doesn't oh, get any okay, grittier. Okay, true. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. coming to our our hometown here in Blaine. We uh, are the Null podcast. So yeah, so it's it's pre- plops, very baby. fitting. And uh, yeah, no the the Frozen Four, if you will, four teams playing the tournament. Uh, <laughs> the Frozen Four. Yeah, the Null at Blaine this weekend in Minnesota. <laughs> so we we will be there on we'll Saturday. There. So uh, if you want to swing through, mm-hmm. um, I'm only signing like two or three autographs, but we'll be yeah. there to maybe meet some uh, recruits and uh, talk some college puck. That's for sure. As yeah. well as junior puck. But yeah, no, as far as that and college hockey, I just want to get that out there, make sure everyone knows. Cause that's, I mean, all plops are a big thing. Vietnam, yeah. man. Vietnam, Vietnam those shirts are real and they mean something. So um, I wonder if Sofa, maybe we get Sofa to join us. <laughs> that kid tore up the null and people forget. Gonna, yeah, he did. 27 and both 15, on was it? off the ice, man. He's yeah. just electric, but um, no, yeah, college hockey. I mean, it's it's the middle of the off season right now. Players are just, you know, they took their time off. They're trying to get back into training right now. There are some stories though. 
like as far as that so this oh week, you're going like big stories and just throw, okay yeah you're yeah. trying to well do you know any like interesting backstories about a player you're about to bring up right oh no i was just saying like what's going on in college like literally okay. what are the players doing that kind of shit but yeah no, yeah well we all know what they're doing they're fucking well they were they were last ah, i've seen some snap story yeah, yeah yeah we know what they're doing exactly yeah. they're actually okay. having fun but in non-fun news we had uh university of alaska anchorage coach matt curley stepping down uh, their fundraising still ongoing here. They don't have a conference currently. It's not looking good. It's not looking good. It would, but he was one of like the obviously at the forefront there of raising money for for the Sea Wolves. So you hate to see that. Don't know. I mean, obviously that position is not going to get filled until they get brought back. So just I heard a, I'm in the running. I'm in the running, but <laughs> with a lot of other guys. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, we're exactly. I think we're arguably the biggest Seawolves fans outside of Alaska at this point. So. I'm still pissed we don't have a jersey in the stalls here, but... It, we, we asked for we, a 10 sofo. We we heard back crickets, but I think it just got messed... It got lost in translation somewhere. It's probably in the junk mail, but... Yeah. Um, they, got, they got bigger fish to fry over there, so we're hoping for, you know, just sending good vibes, sending our... The ECH bump, if you yeah, will. We need some more good vibes. Do we have any good vibes and news program. this weekend, though? Is there any good news? Uh, well, for St. Cloud fans, uh, Brett Larson getting extended there yep. is good news. That, that way he's not news. jumping ship to a, another program. Or a show. But he's, or, he's exactly. done a hell of a job since his, his uh, time there, since he started there at St. Cloud. So, again, congrats to Brett. And, Big uh, news that, that's, there. That's huge for the Husky fans there. Yeah. I mean, especially at how many guys they got coming back this year. I mean, Brodzinski just alone is going to give me juice stuff. But yeah. I think they're, I hate to say it, they're they're kind of poised to finish in the top of the NCHC. I'm, I'm going to yeah. put them at second or third right now. I don't want to decide, but uh, yeah, that's, we'll just say that because St. Cloud fans know, are still a little bit salty. That I we would, put them, I at would three. put them at first or second for sure. No, I don't think there is any option for them. They're going to be fucking good. So. I know. So, um, but yeah, if you're no. hearing that cloud fans don't hate us after they're still mad about rankings, man. Like I still see salt. I mean, they made it to the championships. So that's all they need to say. So, I mean, yeah, they, uh, no hell of a season to them. It's going to be interesting next year. And as, as far as just all the transfers keep you know, transfers are still moving around. Right. That, that is one of my favorite things is how North Dakota hockey is just picking a new transfer to, to throw out every week. They're like yeah. breaking news. It's like, dude, you've had what connor ford from I bowling mean, green even going as far as they're even going as far as tagging the team that come from like yeah we're taking your player bitch yeah like, <laughs> it's so late it's so savage i love it and fans are commenting like yeah we knew this but cool good news like love to see it oh, another one I, I actually forgot about it so i was glad they reminded me yeah ashton calder going to north dakota that is they threw gross. that out there like a week or two ago and i was like oh shit that's right yeah, yeah. no so that's a good move for him and, and and them so yeah delayed post kudos to you north dakota i, I guess the other biggest news that broke was the the tournament, the holiday tournament with uh, Bowling yeah, Green. Yeah, being held in Milwaukee Pro- there, huh? Bowling Providence. Green, Providence, Wisconsin, and what's the last team? Yale. Yep. Which, just I mean. Yale and Yeah, nowhere. they're just, just they're like, fuck it. <laughs> you know, those those <laughs> boys need Wisconsin. some extra games. Yeah. yeah get them out of the, I mean, the ECAC schedule is fucked up enough. Why not just head over to Wisconsin? Why not just hang out? You know? <laughs> just throwing bombs left and right here. <laughs> but yeah, yeah no, it's going to be an interesting tournament. I got Yale coming out of it. Really, you're, we had uh, Max Johnson on the pod what a month ago in studio, and you're you're picking Yale, yeah, in the holiday tournament. Yeah, man, they have they're you know, they're poised to pl- just play a game. You know, like I'm excited to see game. those Bulldogs. Yeah, I'm excited to see that. the ECAC back. I'm taking Yale. I'm definitely not taking Bowling Green. No shade. It's lost a lot of guys. <laughs> no shade. No That's shade. But I mean, think if that happens, Max Johnson versus his former team at Bowling Green. There, I'm going to take Wisconsin. I'm I'm going. Yeah, Bucky. but I'm taking Yale versus. Well, Providence. Could be we tough. don't even know the match. Isn't Yale Providence? I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't look hard assume, enough at it, but, but okay. But who's coming out of the whole thing? I'm saying. Yeah, Yale. Yale. Yeah. All right. I I got Bucky. Let's throw okay. some bets down. Okay, no, that's too early. Hopefully, I'm out of the out of the hole. We really need the Nets to win tonight, guys. Oh, come on, uh, Giants. Yeah, Giants. <laughs> too, we got. 
yeah, that, that, that's all I'll say. But excited for those tournaments coming up. And then otherwise, we got uh, NHL playoffs still going. Yeah, man. Caulfield how, Barrett is first. Yeah, and and just how about the, just the Canadians being in the series enough? Is Caulfield now it, fighting for a cup? I mean, it's not enough because they lost me a bet last night, James. But mm. it is it is interesting, fun to see. His <laughs> brother Brock being there with the gold Caulfield shirt. I mean, that was just that was fucking sick. That is legendary, and that's a picture yeah. like. The whole family just getting I'm after in Vegas. Chicklets uh, posting that like that's just great. I mean, right? Like, imagine. I mean, it it sucks obviously for Caulfield currently because they're down one nothing. But I mean, like the whole family's just in Vegas right now having a great time. Yeah, like that's got to be unreal. Hey, Chicklets. Your brother hey, Chicklets. Barry. We got to cover Cole first. So suck that. Yeah. Yeesh, <laughs> <laughs> that was aggressive. We I mean, we did. Ju- we did just plug their merch, so I think it's fine. It's a wash. Yeah, yeah it is a wash. It is a wash, okay. and we. No, we didn't. We didn't lead him. Everyone knew about Cole. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know who's who's gonna win this cup though. Let's just talk about the cup quick. I mean, who's, who's gonna win it all? Uh, after last night, I'm kind of poised to say Vegas, but I mean, Islanders are great. What are they down one nothing right now? Live, they're. Playing I'm thinking it's Tampa the winner Bay. of Tampa Bay Islanders. I think really? Islanders are very defensive and Vegas chokes. So I, I mean, just keep betting against Vegas, and it's just torn me up a, a, a new a hole. So too, I'm, I'm gonna go Vegas. But I, I know, I, I know. If, if I were to put night. 500 on Vegas tomorrow, I'm losing 500. That's the thing, like, yeah. Because the Habs will win and Cole Caulfield will just crush my heart. <laughs> I don't see them winning the series, but I don't think it's, it's not going to be a sweep. No, you don't not, know. Exactly. I one game. I think that win's going to come on home ice for the Habs, if anything. Yeah. So I think it's the, tough to. I mean, Vegas was just the, the definition of electric factory last night. I mean, yeah, that's the difference. Like, even in the Wild Series, I was just like, you could have lost $10,000 at the Ceno before going to that game and sell a fun time. I mean, it's just that yeah, electric. So people are blitz. They got a great atmosphere there. I'm going to take, I'm going to take Vegas. Yeah. For right now, I'm taking Tampa. I mean, Islanders, sorry. I, I, Islanders would be. I'm sick. taking the Islanders. Yeah, a lot, a lot of college hockey players on that squad that are just. Tearing, mm. I mean, Brock Nelson's just automatic. Plus our old boy Clutterbuck. Man, that dude's still. I can't humming. believe he's still in the league. Yeah, I do yeah. miss Cal. Um, but yeah, no. Back on college hockey, though. I mean, yeah, it's rip. God, we really got distracted there. Um, we did. Well, there's one more story. You want me to? Well, oh, you go. You go. Our boy Trev Kozlowski. Yeah. I was just gonna say that. Sign, you son of a bitch. My yeah. no, you're okay. good. I stole your thunder, but uh, yeah, signed with the <laughs> Iowa Wild today. <laughs> yeah, man. No, 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 no. Just no. Huge shout out to Trev, man. That's uh, a guy that's worked his tail off, and I'm, I'm pumped. He's gonna get a chance. You know, he's got he's got the right. size to get the to get that opportunity and the skill level. So, um, good signing by our boys at, at Minnesota. They're Billy Billy G just making moves. Um, Smart signing. It looks like he's gonna come in into the stew live pod people. If he or do we go to up, Iowa? I don't know. I've been. I'm just or looking just for maybe there's an injury, sickness, and he he makes it to the if he makes it to the wild, he's coming to the stew, and that's gonna I be too so. fun of. I just hope his off-season regimen doesn't change. Keep jumping out of helicopters, mm. Trev. Keep firing rocket launchers. Fighting you know. alligators. Whatever you yeah, wrestling do, wrestling with your bare hands. Whatever you do, keep it up because it's working. Mm-hmm. And uh, most importantly, don't hurt me. Yeah. Yep. I'd like to say that. So I think that's kind of a wrap. Most <laughs> we need to get that out there because, uh, yeah. Big no, guy. Yeah. I mean, the rest of college hockey, though, I think it's coaches. Like, finally, all right, we got fans back. Hey, we have a better idea of what we got for our roster now. So now it's really time to like, all right. Yeah, piece together the puzzle here and see what we got. And we're so what, close. Yeah, like, I mean, even though dude, it's already middle of June, I was talking at the bar sort of like, the hockey players. Like, Damn, dude! Like, I'm already, I'm almost halfway through training this season. Like, we're getting yeah. going. People are reporting August, soon. So. Was it mid July? Max said he's going to or early July, maybe. John, Max is already in Wisconsin right now. Jesus, he's pre gaming the pregame. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, man. I'm I'm pumped to have college hockey back. I do need a little bit more of a break because we went pucks in deep. I'm going to say instead of balls in deep, but pucks in deep. Like for, we did, yeah. A while so it's it's tough to you know it's nice to get a break i mean but uh yeah any other college hockey news that you can think of uh not really that's kind of the, the tip of the iceberg there we do want to again thank on our guest 
Justin Selman this week. Hell of a pod coming up right after this. Before we get to that interview with Justin, we want to give you guys a, a little pro tip on how maybe you can make some money. I don't know. And win in the gym and win in your wallet. Eh? Yeah. 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 Get, to, get yourself to top line hockey and, you know, actually put your money to use. But before, how do you get that money, James? How yeah. do you get it? Yeah. You're going to want to download the top rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at $10,000. That's code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Wow. That was nice. Thank you. Thank you. And now, Justin Selman. All right. Welcome back to Pucks in Deep. On today's episode, we got a very special guest joining us. We have a former Cappy for your Michigan Wolverines and a current director of hockey operations at Top Line Hockey, Justin Selman. Justin, how you doing? Good, guys. Good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, welcome onto the pod. Um, unfortunately, as we mentioned before, Johnny Lazarus. The guy that connected together. us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He big leagued you. And uh, <laughs> how do you feel about that out of the gates here? Not surprised. He uh, he committed to a full summer workouts, came in day one for leg day, and I haven't seen him since. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. not surprised there. Not, makes to be it. honest. No, he, I think he got another job, right? So he's definitely tied up. Yeah, no, it, it makes sense. And uh, yeah, he's like, he's got, like I mentioned, he's got the new teeth, you know, just the, now he's got the face for the camera and he's just, he's too good for our pot now, but yeah, yeah he's, that's it. he's a busy man, always working, but yeah, I mean, let's, let's start with uh top line hockey, you know, I, I'm, you're at the office right now, you know, how, how's it been going this week? How's this off season been going for players who are kind of trying to get back into the swing of things now that, you know, everything's kind of returning somewhat to normal. Yeah. Like with hockey, with fans coming in, being able to train, you know, with bigger groups. How's it all uh, working out yeah, for you over there? It, it's been great. Um, you know, we have our summer program. We just actually started Monday. So we have 80 athletes registered. Uh, they're going to go through an eight week progression. Uh, day one, we started with testing. We went through vert, broad jump, you know, the normal stuff you'd see on a college day one. Um, and then we're kind of going to track their progress through, you know, certain we have given everybody binders and they're going to track each workout go through the eight-week program and then we'll test them out at the end um and for a lot of these guys especially the younger ones it's their first time ever really being compared in the gym to any of their peers so it created a really nice atmosphere day one some competition a lot of energy and then like a really good buzz all around you know we swagged everybody up with shorts shirt jerseys all adidas which was awesome they hooked us up and um you know it's been really exciting and most of our athletes are in the camp and then we have like our select guys, Aaron Manishan, Ryan Fine, uh, Drew Fortescue, those guys who are going off to the program yeah. uh, next year. They'll come in at different times and kind of get a little bit more one-on-one attention. But, you know, most of these guys are going off. To, we have a pro group in the top group in the summer camp. Uh, you know, Mike Gillespie is going off to France next year. We have a couple guys, uh, Remy Parker, who will be at Maine, um, Ian Pierce, a Dartmouth guy. Uh, you know, we can go down the list in that group. And then, you know, as it goes down, the guys honestly get more and more talented. These young guys are phenomenal. Um, you know, we have a group of 2008s and nines who, you know, they just got back from that brick tournament and world yeah. selects and they're all over the place. So they're, they're really energetic and fun to work with. And it goes all the way down to 10 U who's actually in the gym now doing their testing. So it's, you know, it's really cool to see like the younger guys looking up to that next group and then the next group looking up again to that older group. And, it's a good opportunity for the older guys to kind of, you know, give back in a, in a sense or, you know, help out and get a summer job or even just helping out day one or two days. They're in, 
uh, giving back to the younger guys. So it's, it's a really nice atmosphere here. I like that. I don't think, yeah, I didn't touch a weight till I was 15, but 10 years old, man. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's pretty wild. The, the training some of these kids are doing. I mean, if I see them twice a week, that's just the surface. I know they have a sports psychologist and they're going to three different privates a week. And that's just, you know, supplementing what they're doing with their club teams. Wow. Yeah, no wonder yeah. Laz yeah. just got the hell out of there. He couldn't hang. It sounds like these kids are committed to go D1 NHL. Like, yeah, just, I mean, that's what you have to do. Yeah, get, but that's a young age. You I mean, can. are you, I mean, obviously they're lifting a lot lighter weights, but like, are you going light on them at that age or even up to like, I don't know, 13 years old or? For sure. So like our younger guys, our biggest focus is just athleticism yeah. in total, right? Ankle strength, ankle stability, knee strength, hip mobility, trying to get them used to those compound movements mm-hmm. in a safe environment. So, you know, if it's a squat at the older level, it might just be a, a small weight goblet squat just to get them used to that range of motion in that plane of motion. A lot of lunges, single leg work. We do a lot of jumping with the younger guys. Um, you know, and even some fun stuff we incorporate like relay races and stuff like that with the ladders and different hurdles gets them moving, gets them in different positions that they wouldn't usually be in. Um, and then, yeah, as they get more comfortable, we have some 11 and 12 year olds who are starting to move a little bit of weight, uh, pushing some sleds and getting all that stuff done. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's intense. Yeah. That's a lot going (laughs) on. It definitely is intense. And like you'll hear it from the parents too, if it's too easy or if we're too light on the kids and they don't come out gripping. Uh, you know, the parents will let us know that they feel it was, uh, you know, maybe not up to par with what their, you know, triple A son or daughter is used to. So, okay. Wow. Yeah. That's sick. I mean, parents are on board. That's yeah, what you need. That's what you want. Bucks and deep, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bucks and deep. The parents are glued to the glass. They're watching. The <laughs> you know, the, the lessons are high paced. You know, it's either myself, Connor Lean, RJ Burns, Mike Gillespie or Austin Block all have division one um, hockey experience and everybody now has pro experience when Mikey goes over to France. So, you know, the lessons are high paced. The coaches jump into drills um, and they're, they're, you know, firing pucks and, you know, the parents like to see what's going on. So it's really fun. I got you. Justin, uh, where, where are you located right now? Where's top line? Right now located? we're, we're in Fairlawn, New Jersey, about 15 miles outside New York city. Okay. Okay. Well, is that, is that close? Um, do you ever, you know, have plans of expanding that? Or are you trying to stay in New Jersey for a while or what's yeah, a hundred percent. You know, fortunately, like, growing through hockey and playing in all these different cities i've become close with a lot of guys and you know kind of towards their tail end of their careers now and seeing the success that we've had uh in jersey Mm -hmm. i think it's a really easy model to kind of set somebody up in a different city and you know we have the workout programming done we have the uh you know the branding i guess in a sense done and the drill format's done And, and obviously you know you hold a guy to a standard of if you played in ncaa or above you can expect they'll put put the good product out on the glass or on the ice and yeah. you know kind of let them run free so that that's definitely conversations we've act, actively been having the last couple of months um but the most important thing for us is just making sure that we're not diluting anything that we're doing and trying to you know grow too fast and uh you know end up having guys who might not be ready to step into that lead coaching job coaching or training guys mm-hmm. but i'm sure it helps to like like you know have yourself and and others you know with d1 pro experience you know leading those young kids i'm sure and that's what they're paying for that's what they're getting right. um but like how much hurt. are you how much do you think they're able to like relate to you college guys that played college or pro um and that level at you know 
Yeah, I think, you know, for, for me, in this location specifically, you know, I played at Bergen Catholic for high school, and my partners, RJ and Connor, went to Don Bosco, rival high schools in the area, and I would say 60% of our high school client base comes from those two schools. Okay. So you get a lot of kids who ask, you know, what was your next step after Bergen, after Bosco? Um, cool. And then at the younger levels, how did you get to Bergen? How did you get to Bosco? Mm-hmm. Um, we hang all of our jerseys up. So you see a lot of kids looking and say, oh, what's Des Moines or what's Sioux Falls? How, you know, how does that process even work? Yeah. Um, and I think that to the parents is a really valuable thing to have is, you know, hockey is different than football or baseball where, you know, you go to your high school, you're good, you go to college. Hockey, you mm-hmm. have a hundred different avenues. You it's can insane. go to, you know, junior prep right. school, you know, OHL, major, junior, all these different avenues. So it's kind of like a home base for these parents and these kids to kind of just have like an open forum with us. And a lot of them do, um, you know, and the kids, I think, like that we're young. Honestly, we play rap music in the gym. Like we kind of have a new age culture, new vibe. Yeah. Like we're really trying to lean into that, uh, you know, younger NHL generation, the Marners, the Matthew guys who, you know, show up to the rink wearing swag. It's not so stiff. Mm-hmm. And I think the kids, the kids enjoy it. We, we add competition where we can and, um, I think, you know, it's a lot of these kids are being coached by different players, dads, and they come here and it's music playing on the ice, which they're not used to, you know, they're getting after it in the gym. Uh, a lot of stuff's on social media and they really, they lean into that as well. I mean, they ask to be featured on the page and, mm-hmm. and I think that's all just what this youth generation is, is really looking at. Um, and not to say that the product's not there too, but it's, it's really important for them to, you know, Oh, Bobby was working out. I saw him. Can I be on the page too? And I think that, that really helps us, but I think it also pushes them to get the extra work in and show what they're doing at, like, here and out at home too. Yeah, that matters a lot. That's a good it's, incentive. To it's all about exposure, your, like yeah, with absolutely. your highlights. Yeah, like we mentioned, like I mean, not to relate it to like women's hockey, but like that's one thing that they started doing the last couple of seasons, just posting their effing highlights. Like before, it you helps. Couldn't see it was cricket. Like somebody scored, you're like cool. Yeah. Like you got to see yeah. this. So like you know, kids want to see what they're doing out For there. For sure. I mean, I think like. um in a lot of sports kids put together highlight tapes and it's not really so prevalent in hockey. And we kind of do these edits we call them where you come in for a lift and a skill session, we'll clip together something real quick, throw some music on it, put it out there. And for a lot of these kids, it's their first time seeing themselves play. Uh, you know, we're used right. to it at the higher right. levels. We do video every day, but for them, right. it's the first time they're seeing themselves shoot a puck or skate backwards or do anything like that. So you know, for them, it's awesome for the parents. You know, it's a really good teaching tool and, like I like I said, it's just something fun and uh, a little different that we do. Yeah, no, I don't even know you guys. So you have ice at the place you're at right now. Connected we have um, synthetic ice. So okay, we have okay. uh, a synthetic sheet, but you know, it, it's actually this material. It's called glyce. It, it skates like ice. You know, we have guys doing pivots, stops, yeah, and yep. starts, and moving. Goalies love it, so it, it's cool too. You got guys training in shorts and t-shirt versus, uh, you know, getting fully dressed. Yeah, I kind of work at a gym in Minnesota here, and it's uh, same kind of thing. Um, yeah. synthetic guys there but it's yeah i mean i didn't you know from my perspective i didn't get any film myself playing until i was eighth grade like that's gotta be such yeah. an advantage for kids to see them so like right well know. it builds some confidence out well there then you too. can see what you're doing wrong too like with your own eyes yeah it says someone else 100 percent. Yeah. yeah you know slow it down a little bit yeah pull yeah. to the side we get the you know the coach's eye going and we just draw it up hey look where your hips are facing you know your follow through is 10 feet over the net your hands aren't turning over little things that you can just make right away immediate adjustments and they leave there, you know, adding five miles an hour to their shot or hitting the net versus going wide. And then that weekend they score and it's kind of like back on the train. How do I build off of that? Mm-hmm. That's huge. Is there any uh, any court fines that you're running with the, the young <laughs> you tape? Have court. Yeah. 
any court. Yeah. yeah, we should have court. We should have court. We should have court for our staff too. Yeah, get everybody held accountable, you know, and just <laughs> yeah. yeah. We do the same thing here at ECH. So, what would you say is your favorite part? I know um, it, you're kind of it's newer, but uh, you probably haven't sent a lot of guys to college yet. But I mean, what is your favorite part about the whole thing together? Whether it is you know helping guys get recruited or just training day to day. Um, you know, honestly, it's just the, the, the entire thing for me, like getting up in the morning, I can't wait to get here. And then yeah. I wasn't doing this, you know, before two years ago. So for me, right. that's a huge, you know, shift, shift in my lifestyle. I feel like I'm back playing. I come in, I still lift in the morning. I come in and, you know, we have the norm attacks. We have all the facilities that you kind of assimilate to a pro locker room. So I kind of still right. feel like I'm in that lifestyle. Um, but it's really seeing these kids have success at, at the highest levels is really exciting. And now I got a, a guy who's going on a visit to Michigan and, and trying to help him, you know, solidify a commitment there to me is, you know, the ultimate success, right. Is kind of a guy from my area, my high school, following my footsteps in a sense, going off to Michigan from Jersey to me, kind of gives me goosebumps in a way. It's Hell just yeah, like, man. That's the dream. Know, yeah, for sure. What about, sure. yeah, let's talk, you said two years ago, you mentioned you weren't even doing this. Like what, uh, you know, made you start up top line hockey? What was that process? Like my, I wrote a question before this, so I kind of want to get it. Like was the first step just getting absolutely yoked so nobody could question you? <laughs> looking at your Insta, I was like, Jesus. Step, the first step, I was, so I'll take it back. So basically while I was still playing in the summertime, uh, you know, the guys we have on our staff here, plus a few others, we would run camps at various rinks. Basically, to be honest, we'd use the money to go and get a house down the beach or, you know, go to the, go away for a weekend. It wasn't a business. It was more of a summer hustle. Yeah, uh, you know, we right. built up a nice client base, but it wasn't anything legitimate. And uh, I was fortunate. I was working with my family for about a year and a half in the automotive industry. And, um, you know, it, not to say it wasn't for me or maybe down the road, it's not for me, but it just it didn't have the same juice that coming here did. And. COVID happened. We got a really, really unique opportunity um, to come into a facility a similar to like a Chelsea Piers, where it's a, a multi-use sports facility. Um, and the owner carved out a nice chunk of the building for us. We took a shot. We didn't know. I mean, we really just said, this seems like a good size rink. We started with one client as a personal training client. He brought a teammate. He brought a teammate. He brought his sister. She brought her teammate. Uh, you know, and then all of a sudden we got those guys who, you know, I mentioned made the national program. And that really put us on the map in the sense that if, if they're respecting your training enough, then, you know, everybody kind of falls into suit with that. And mm -hmm. then we get the high school, high school coaches and their sons are training with us. And then they're in the building and a kid who's in seventh grade trying to go to Bergen sees the Bergen coach here, uh, you know, and then it's really just, we didn't do much marketing. We didn't do much besides posting on social media. And it's just been, you know, an organic community that we've built around just helping these kids and, and really trying to get them the best training they can get and the most exposure that we can give them. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, word of mouth spreads the fastest, especially if you're doing a good job and yeah. it sounds like it's just taken off in your community there. That's sick. Well, success speaks for itself. So, I mean, like you yeah. said, you got multiple kids. In the you got Laz to go out there. <laughs> we you guys have done a leg day forever. We got, once we got, actually I lied. Once we got Laz, we <laughs> same thing with umass man like once last came there program uh, took off everybody uh, knows funny. that <laughs> oh, shit. what about i mean we should we're college uh hockey podcast here you know yeah. let's, let's get, bring it back to you know your playing days you're not too far removed what was it uh that made you commit to michigan uh initially like in 2012 was there any other schools or like what stood out to you about michigan there 
So I always uh, go back. My my stepdad and I were watching Michigan play. It had to be in like the Frozen Four in '98, maybe. Um, and I just was obsessed with the helmets. Like, couldn't get <laughs> yeah, over the helmets. Yeah. And I told him, like, I'm gonna go to Michigan, and I'll never forget. He's like a numbers guy, and he's like, look, like that's you know, it's a good goal. I think it's like 0.1 percent of guys who play hockey end up playing Division One, and that was like the driver for me. And then. You know, going through the AAA ranks in Jersey, um, made it, I made the the select camp that I think was in Rochester. I think now it's in Amherst. And that's kind of where, like, I first got introduced to my advisor, first mm-hmm. got, like, the first sniff at a college look. And then I was drafted by Des Moines, and I went to Des Moines camp that summer. Uh, and that's where Coach uh, Mel Pearson was actually there recruiting for Michigan before he went to Tech. Oh, so we sure. had some conversations. And then uh, I think I had an offer from Vermont, UNH. RPI, uh, but once Michigan offered, it was as soon as I can get a flight out there. I went and <laughs> sat with Coach Berenson, and it was pretty much yes, no matter what the offer was. <laughs> um, you, know, uh, you know, and Don't it was deal. interesting. Like all the other schools were like, "This is why we want you. This is why we think you'd be a good fit." And his was, his was like, "Why, why Michigan? You know, like why should Michigan have you?" Like it wasn't as much of a sale, and I thought that was interesting. Um, and he really preached academics to me. He really preached life after hockey. Um, and just obviously the pedigree of guys who've come through Michigan is just so Same. impressive. Yeah. You know, you see the yeah. first rounders year after year after year. Um, and at a young age, you know, I, I was a sophomore in high school when I committed to Michigan. So, you know, to me, NHL was the ultimate dream and that seemed like the place to go to, you know, try and fulfill it. Yeah, I mean, and now you look at the, their team this year, and it's just gonna be <laughs> yeah. They got, He's what, right every single four year. Four first and rounders coming this yeah. year, like three Owen power. Yeah, it's, it's insane, you know. I mean, my 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 junior year, my line mate was Dylan Larkin and Zach Hyman. You know, it's <laughs> like, and you got where you got Wierenski and Truba on the blue line. Like, uh, yeah, not you bad. Know, You're not having a bad night <laughs> with those guys. No, right? it's, Kyle it's, Connor it's on the crazy. squad too. I mean, yeah, yeah, Kyle Connor, yeah. Mott, JT Comfer. Yeah. I mean, it's like Andrew Cop. I mean, the list just went on. Booney Evans, Phil DiGiuseppe, like got studs in the NHL just, you know, night after night on your team. And, and like, I think the practice pace, you don't realize because it's just practice, but you're going against these guys. And that's really where you develop. And yeah. obviously the games are the show, but it's like, damn, I got to go one on one against Truba. Like, <laughs> gotta get around that guy I, I hope i don't get my head blown off yeah. is really that's know? a good point man every day you're gonna get better plus you got film plus i mean you're with top-notch trainers and nutritious all this stuff i mean yeah i gotta know all, though, what what was that locker room like with all those guys in there i mean just you're winning you're it's, it's got to be fun with that much talent in the locker room and on the ice yeah you know i mean honestly it was it, it's a great locker room most of the time it obviously you you expect a little bit of egos to be yeah, with so yeah. many you you know you take another school and you know throw a dart at the board and pick another school you have a couple first rounders maybe a couple draft picks you got yeah. i think we had 11 draft picks come in one year <laughs> and it was like you know how do you tell that guy who could have gone anywhere else you're going to start on the third line and kill penalties till you're a junior you know it's like yeah, you get yeah. a lot you get it's a tough. lot of oh well i might go to the o or i might and, and that's just the truth but you know, we had a good group and, and Andrew Kopp was a great leader as a, as a captain. And then, you know, JT was a, one of the captains with me and Boo. And mm-hmm. we tried to just do a good job of making every night fun and understanding that you will have guys who are one year and done. So it could be that year that you make the tournament run and, and get lucky because it might be your freshman year. That's your only year for, you know, a Larks or uh, a Wierenski had two years, but a Kyle Connor, like guys like that, you know, most of the time they're 18, 19 and then they're gone. So you can't have any time right. for egos in the room. It's just got to be get up and go. 
Yeah, just, and just I think all we business. see, you know, like you said, the most of that in the Big Ten or NCHC is, you know, hockey is a little bit For too, sure. but um, that's a good point. I mean, it's tough to deal with. We've seen the Gophers, a lot of top, top talent come in. They're not winning championships. Yeah, it's yeah, it's young kids too. I mean, you guys are 18, 19 years old coming in versus WCHA is 23 years old. Yeah, it's, for sure. it's even older in the Atlantic. And then <laughs> we're getting older, even uh, grittier. What about, uh, I mean, what's your like best Red Berenson story you can repeat on air? What, <laughs> what can we bring oh, out of you? <laughs> oh, man. Well, I know for a fact he still has a few of my classmates senior rings because they have like one credit left, but that's not the best story. (laughs) Honestly, the best story I'll tell you is I, I remember we have a sauna in the locker room and I remember like one of my first weeks there as a freshman, like just keeping my head down, like kind of getting to the rink early. And I open up the the shower room where, you know, towels are and I see red in there on the bike and he must've been at least 70 something. He's biking in the sauna. And I was like, Oh my God, he's huffing it in the sauna, you know, just getting after it, like in his in Michigan compression shorts, just going, you know, it's like, okay. You're like, shit, I got to get going. This guy's 70. Yeah. 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 How does it not get you juiced? Oh man. That's a great story. Actually. I'm glad you asked that question. (laughs) Fucking Yeah. Cause I mean, what was, I mean, he was there all four years for you. When did he retire? Was it 20, 2017, 2018? Uh, you're throwing me on the spot uh, right now. 20, yeah, 2018, 19, he kind of stepped okay. down, but okay. he's still involved. He's, yeah, he's like director. Yeah, I right. saw him around this year in the tournament. I saw, yeah, I mean, yeah. I hope he's still yeah, on the bike and walk in the, lock, in the he's sauna. Still I mean, he's, he's beyond a specimen. Like, he would jump into drills, yeah. you know, and, and, and lead a rush. Like, he could still carry the puck up ice. I bet. You know, it, I love it, it, it was man. really, it was really wild. It was every day he skated, every day, you know, he was doing hard laps with the guys. And that, that kind of made the guys really buy in. Obviously, you know, as you get older, people question it, you know, is that still the right? And I never doubted he was the right guy because he was physically there. He was mentally there. Um, and just his pedigree obviously speaks for itself. All right. We're going to take a quick time out from that interview with Justin here to give you guys a word from our sponsors. Yeah, Justin, can you just stop benching for a second? Um, so we got Endurifin here, a new sponsor of ECH. Um, currently partnered with our with our former podcast, Nico Sturm, mm. and many others, though. Endurfin in the USHL, making their way into D1 gyms right now, NHL. But, uh, guys, it's really easy to use. It tastes great. I mean, it's, it's for a good price, too. Um, swipe up. It's on our story as well. Um, but, yeah, head to endurfin.com. It has all the information you guys will need and many products for you to buy. It's, it's good stuff. We use it here. And how do you think we get pucks in deep, guys? Come on. So, mm. uh, yeah, head to endurfin.com and... Go cool. order yourself some protein, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And now back to Justin. Yeah. I mean, all the connections yeah. he has too, like you said, you know, it's um, yeah, a great place to go is Michigan. I mean, absolutely. They have, they've sent so many guys to the show, but I, I do want to touch on just playing at the Yost though. I mean, you talked about why Michigan, but how about just playing at the Yost? Yeah. I mean, just doing yeah, that. It was, it's, it's an unbelievable rink. And, and as you travel around to like the North Dakotas and the Minnesotas, like the stadium and, you know, Compton for uh, Notre Dame, like those arenas are, are beautiful and right. brand new and sick, but Yost just had so much history That's... and they showed it. Like you walk underneath the building and it's still that original brick from when it was built. Um, and it's sold out even against, you know, exhibition games in the, in the start of the season, yep. the band is electric. Um, you know, the stuff that the student section would do, the children of Yos with the newspapers when they, it's just stereotypical, like college hockey back when college hockey, you, you, you know, you really thought of what was going on. Like, that's what I imagined is, you know, crazy fans, 
on campus. You know, you could walk to the ring, right. you could hear the ring from outside, and it's just packed electric, um, so loud. And, you know, every single night you knew that you had a student section behind you. That's huge. And I think, yeah, I think yeah. we've stepped away a little bit, at least the golfers have here at home. And, uh, I think, I think all around college hockey, the fan base has gone down for a lot of schools, but you know, how do you think we get back to that? Like, obviously the old WCHA was huge and CCHA and stuff, but you know, yeah. now we got new conferences, new teams coming in. Do you think college hockey is going to get back to like it was in the old days? Yeah, I think it comes down to just like honestly the schedule and then yeah. just kind of creating those rivalries and telling the story the right way, whether it's PR, whether it's TV networks, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe it's guys like yourselves getting two rival guys to discuss, you know, what what's going on and um, create a little beef if there's not. Because, yeah, I, I agree. The schedule is very different now and you don't see those teams as often. Like we play Michigan State eight times in a year. By game five, you're ready to kill every single guy <laughs> on that team. Um, and, and that's, so and that's you know, and, and the story goes to the football and the basketball right, and all the right. other rivalries on the campus and, you know, the academics and, and all that. And, and I don't know about the other conferences, but I think the Big Ten will always have that rivalry because you can back it into baseball or back it into basketball or football and, yeah, and kind of say, well, we had you this year on football and base and basketball, but you guys had us on hockey. And, mm-hmm. and the fans buy into that and support all sports versus the schools that may only be hockey school. I, I'm not sure on that, but I think that might be something. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I mean, I've talked with it with friends who are like, oh, we got you in football and basketball. I don't care. I just care about hockey. So, yeah. that. <laughs> but like, yeah, no, that's a, that's a good point. Um, no, we're well back on the track. I like that idea though. we got to have like Michigan, Michigan state, each yeah. guy on a captain on the pod. Yeah, like, a, like a Brooks, talk Ke- shit. Brooks Kefka to Shambo fucking rivalry. Just, <laughs> just, just brew yeah. it and watch it go to town. <laughs> One, uh, one question that Johnny wrote down here that I, I wanted to ask is, uh, or like, what's the biggest difference in your game freshman year to senior year? And then, like, you also mentioned that at one point, you know, you thought about quitting. Like, how did you, like, get out of that funk that you were in and, you know, stick to the process there? For sure. I, I think the easiest answer is confidence. And I was actually talking to a player here the other day about the story. So it's easy. It's like, for me, freshman year, I probably, looking back, could have done another year of junior. But as, a, you know, they said, come in as a true freshman. I jumped at that opportunity because you never know. You get hurt. You know, some guys don't come yeah. in, whatever, whatever. So I right. get in. And I think my first six months, all I was focused on was not, uh, lack of a better term, being exposed. Mm-hmm. Um, just getting through practice, right? The second practice was done, getting off the ice because I didn't want, you know, Brian Wiseman or one of the skills coaches to see that I couldn't catch a puck the way they wanted me to do on my backhand or you know I I played the game the right way and that's what got me to the highest level it necessarily wasn't always my skill it wasn't always my shot so I always knew that if you put me in a game I was a gamer um so I always tried to reserve that four games and I think like as I got older and and moved off that bottom six in the in the forward depth chart and started to climb up you know, second line, third line, I started to tell myself, okay, well now, you know, guys are looking to you to score goals or guys are looking to you to, you know, make a play on the penalty kill. And that kind of boosted my confidence to let me try new things in the game instead of just dumping it in pucks deep, get it deep, <laughs> yeah, get a hit, deep, you yeah. know, get off the ice, but don't get scored on. It though. then became, all right, how do I become a point of game guy or a point every other game guy? And then it was just honest to God. It was, there was one night where played, uh, we're playing in Wisconsin and, um, Booney Evans ended up getting sick. And he was playing with Larkin and Hyman at the time. Uh, Boo gets sick right after pregame skate. So they put me on to that line. I had a hat trick that night. Uh, and then, you know, from there, it was just like Larks and Hyman were asking coach, you know, keep Selman with us. He'll, he'll do the work. I'll go get the pucks, get them. You know, I could have played freaking righty and they would have, you know, I would have been fine. <laughs> like they were that good. Um, 
But, you know, after, you know, going to the rink and seeing those guys' jerseys that the same color as yours, it gives you that extra jump. And, you know, obviously you have more responsibility and more onus is on you. But I think that's kind of where I realized, like, okay, like this, this might be something, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got some confidence sure. on your side. I think that's a big part of it. A lot of kids at some point or, or another during their, you know, career path to college lose that confidence, I feel like. Um, what do you preach to, you know, the mental side of things? What are you preaching to your kids right now in the gym? Well, that, that to me is, is something huge. We preach is like, look, I'm not your, I'm not your coach in the yeah. sense that I want you guys to try things you would never try mm-hmm. uh, in a practice, go through your legs, go do the Michigan, you know, do a Zorro. Like you'll, if you go on our Instagram, you'll see kids doing stuff. I've never even thought about how you could do yeah. it. Um, and I love that. And I think that's pushing the game to another level whether it could do you could pull it off in a game maybe maybe not and we do obviously talk to them about let's keep it some things realistic versus not but trying new things is something huge and then i think another thing is just making sure you're at the right skill or age level or uh development level for your age right like everybody's chasing the letter triple a triple a triple a triple a um you know but what's the sense like i just went back and what's the sense of being on the fourth line on triple a team traveling all across the country spending all that money where you could say all right let me take a year play double a spend the money on training spend the money on uh you know working out and you know be a first line guy get reps on the power play get reps on the penalty kill play all different situations and that's how you're going to develop versus you know going to school or telling your kids on instagram that my son's triple a it, it at 14 13 doesn't matter it doesn't you know? matter at all yeah i like right. the story uh of our guy like in bloomington mark Parrish. we don't have triple a here but we have high school and we have c b team a team yeah. Mark Parrish never made an a team well here he is a couple years later wearing a letter in the show so i mean yeah. it's that's setting every I like that. record for Jefferson. Yeah, he did set every record. <laughs> I'm gonna for take Jefferson. you guys with me. I'm grabbing a phone charger. But you're good. I'm, you're I'm good. No, that's good. cool. On the run. Let's we'll go. On the run. Are we getting get a, a tour of the facility right now? Let's go. Yeah, we'll take it. What do we got? Where, where do the pucks <laughs> so get in deep? Some, we got some boys buzzing. Oh, this is beautiful. Luke, you're on a podcast. Say hello. Holy shit. Hey man, what's up? What's up, buddy? <laughs> that's sweet. <laughs> We're live. All right. All right. We should be good. All right, boys. I love the little sneak peek at the arena. Yeah, we got to get huge. down there. I don't. I don't know how long we'd last. If we last two days, though, we beat last. <laughs> and that's. I think we could do that. Like two days, we beat. Last. Yeah, you do legs. I'll do anything else. And then, <laughs> oh man, that will be fine. You know, Sorry about that, guys. No, oh, you're good. No, I'm. We got. 2%. We got a free tour. Yeah, James is at two percent here, so we're not doing too much hotter. We got Chargers going. Where speed round here? Yeah, same page. Yeah, let's see. Speed round. What about uh, like what was your favorite uh, hockey experience or memory at Michigan? What like was it playing in Madison Square Garden there? Because yeah, yeah, it was definitely uh, that game at the Garden. I think I had like a hundred uh, family and friends in the in the family and friends section there, and Oof. you know I think we were That's tied awesome. or down a goal and scoring that goal. I mean, like I think. I have a picture of it and it's my favorite photo of me playing hockey by far. It was the most just out of a movie kind of feeling for me. It didn't mm. feel real for a while. It didn't really set in for a while. It was, it was something special. I'll obviously never forget. Um, and that's the photo they used to frame in our senior, you know, senior gift with our Jersey. So it's, it's with me forever, but definitely the MSU game. God, that is the perfect photo to choose to. Yeah, yeah absolutely, man. That's yeah. You just probably look at it every day. You're just like, damn. Yeah, you know, that's got to feel good for yeah, you. Like, damn, I'm old. <laughs> damn, I'm old. <laughs> I do want to get to another important question, though. Uh, Johnny brought it up just on the nutrition side. Um, he said, you're, you know, I want to give as much kids as we can advice here and show you, you know, uh, what top line hockey is about. But 
Um, it says no carbs. You're not a carb guy. What? I'm curious on that because I've been told. I mean, uh, that, I, I wouldn't say no carb. Obviously, um, I think there's a time and a place, and it depends what kind of carb. My my philosophy, and it always has been, even going back to the days training with Ben Prentice, has been like you know earn your carbs. Um, summer training summer training is something where you're going to be doing a lot. Like if you're here in our program, you're going to be doing an hour and a half in the gym and then you're on the ice for an hour. Uh, you know, especially these young guys who are doing other sports and growing, uh, and they're not so concerned with their body fat, definitely not going to take away carbs, but it's going to be the right carbs, right? Like I, I don't like processed carbs. I don't like, uh, you know, breads, pastas, things like that. Try obviously candy, but you know, oatmeal, uh, whole grains, to an extent are okay with me. I think a lot of guys can lean into the sweet potatoes. Uh, you know, the different legumes and, and rices are, are all okay. And it definitely depends on your body type and it depends on, you know, what your goals are, right? If you're coming in and you're 10, 10, 20% over body fat of where you want to be. Yeah. I'm going to cut some carbs for you. Definitely. And, and, and I think you'll feel right away a little bit of a mental clarity shift. You'll be sleeping better. You'll be performing better. Uh, and then you obviously get the physical effects of it. But, you know, a guy who comes in here, we have a guy, Remy Parker, guy shredded. You couldn't pinch him with a, you know, <laughs> you couldn't pinch an inch off of him. He's taking a mass gainer shake that has 100 grams of carbs in it after his lift. So it, it's a spectrum of, you know, goals, you know, what you're trying to get out of it and, and your intensity level of training on and off the ice. But definitely not no carbs. Um, look, if you want to get a six pack the quickest, it's definitely cut your carbs but yeah. there's more to more more to hockey than you know looking good for a calendar shoot so you want to make sure you're, you're recovering the right way uh and putting it putting the things in your body that you need in order to come back the next day and actually get output from your workout versus just be sore and tired and kind of degress versus have progress okay well yeah, that's I a like lot of it. good advice there in a short yeah definitely <laughs> different for everybody i think that would be the maybe arguably the hardest part for us to make the adjustment is, uh, for me, well, I mean, I struggled to put on weight my whole life, so it's different. Like, I needed carbs. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's different sure. for everybody. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, you know, I, I messed with like the, the really no carbs thing over quarantine, just because why not? I did keto, and yeah, you you get really really lean really quick. You don't have any hunger. You're very focused. Your you know your concentration levels are through the roof. But I mean, you're eating like a stick of butter a day and, and a steak a day. It's it's a weird diet, and it's you know, you kind of think about what's going on there. So I think I'm all about whole foods. I'm all about just putting, you know, what's good shop the outside circle of the grocery store. And I think that's a really good way to start. And a lot of the kids we do the nutrition work with and the fueling performance stuff with, we put together a grocery list for them to go with their parents and kind of get an idea of what that looks like at 12, 13, 14. Hey, uh, you know, maybe let's not grab the captain crunch. Let's try, you know, steel cut oats and add cinnamon and brown sugar and, and, and go the, that route and, and try and crowd out your plate with things you like versus just going from black to white saying no broccoli or uh, no, no, you know, no carbs, we're going broccoli and grilled chicken, mm. you know, telling a 12 year old that they're not going to listen. So, you know, maybe we swap the Gatorade for a bio steel. That's first. And then maybe we swap regular pasta for gluten-free pasta or a whole grain pasta. And we make the small steps so that, you know, you see the changes as an athlete. And then once you see the changes, you start to buy into the changes. And it's not so much your parents forcing you or your coaches forcing you. It's, right. you know, I feel better. What can I do to keep this feeling? Yeah, I think it helps, too, to add to the point. Like, when I was up at Midgey State, you see these guys, they're what they're eating every day. And it's just like, it's almost contagious. Like, oh, I don't want to fall behind. I want to be, you know, 
And I feel better too, like what you said, but then you see the other guys doing it too. I feel like a lot of players just aren't used to that until you get, you know, to the upper level hockey there too. So kind of get them exposed to it at a young age is is definitely a smart move. It's interesting. What what I found interesting was training in the summertime with Ben. Uh, You know, we were very strict with our diet. And then we would go, you know, I was with him from 16 to 22. So even at the USHL level, in in the A, in college, anywhere, you still get that big pasta meal pregame. And that is arguably the worst thing, in my opinion, that you can feed a player two, three, four, five hours before a game because your insulin levels spike and then you end up crashing right before game time. And yeah, guys are sipping coffee and you know, it's seven o'clock at night and then you go and the game's over and you're wired laying in bed and then you're back on like a weird cycle of, you know, hormone fluctuation, which, you know, to me could really easily, I don't know if it's from a cost perspective, like, is it more expensive for these schools or programs to get baked sweet potatoes versus, you know, large trays of pasta, but you know, then you obviously go and play in the minors and you're stopping at Subway or you're <laughs> at a gas station driving jack links and whatever you can get your hands on. But it's whatever that, it that was to me the, uh, very interesting. And I don't know if maybe it's changed in the last few years. With I mean, we just had, diet, we had Borderloo t- coming on, what was it, a couple of weeks ago from Michigan. He was saying they're having pasta before the game, weren't he? I think or so. Or is it after? But either way, I mean, what, so what, what would you suggest then before a game for D1 or not or per, NHL, whatever? What would you suggest before a game? I, I, I would say, like, uh, it's weird because, you know, you, you get this huge meal in at 1, 2 o'clock, then you nap, right? So yeah. a lot of guys make that their meal, and then they wake up and they have a protein bar. But any other day, you're getting – think about by dinner, you probably had three meals plus two snacks. So I would suggest eating the normal diet. If you're going to have a nap, that could be a little bit heavier on the carbs, but I still wouldn't go heavy, heavy with the pasta. I like a sweet potato. I like brown rice, something that's a little bit longer, slower digesting carb that will last you through your game. And then keeping things with you between periods is key for me, like fruit, um, you know, different electrolyte sources just to keep your energy level high, your hydration high. Yeah. Um, and then obviously water throughout the day is great, but not too much where you're going to be cramping throughout the night. Right. Okay. Damn. This is all so thought out. Like, hey, man, you, this guy's done it. Yeah. Well, obviously. Yeah. Did you like study any of this or do you, this is all just learned on the go while you're playing or afterwards? Like when did you kind of like all this just, just flowing out of you so quickly? How do you learn all this um, stuff? Well, I was a kinesiology major at, at Michigan. So a lot there. of this stuff was kind of like required classes, movement science, nutrition, okay. stuff like that. Um, and then obviously to, to do what we're doing now, I had to get the proper certifications and right. take the right courses. So, mm. had, you know, I took a, a health coaching uh, online course. I took various nutrition classes. Obviously, the strength and conditioning and all that stuff touches it. But yeah, you firsthand experience for me has definitely been my biggest teaching point of what feels good for me, what feels good for you. Let's find something that you like. And then we can kind of plug and play different, uh, you know, variables. <laughs> well, there's one question that Johnny's going to be mad if we didn't ask. I don't even know if we have to keep it, but he said, if you're going to a bar in Ann Arbor, what two guys do you want to go with? It's a good question. Dan. <laughs> no. Any guys or Michigan teammates? Let's do both. <laughs> yeah, let's, we can go both. Uh, so that way Johnny has a I chance gotta, of making it. Got to bring, got to bring Steve Racine with me, our goalie. Okay. Uh, he's a Love business it. partner of mine on a actually a, a health and wellness product that's coming out kind of soon. But he's he's an absolute legend. Uh, and Kevin Lohan, um, Kevin Lohan, six foot seven guy. Anytime there's any trouble at all, yeah, you need that guy. He's got your back. Honestly, <laughs> he's getting in the corners. Story, go, funny story. Going back to school, um, we had uh, a little bit of an altercation in, in an elevator one night, and uh, Kevin. Kevin grabs a golf club out of his golf bag. He's like, who was it? I'm like, Kev, Kev, <laughs> you know, 
We're good. Um, but yeah, those two guys for sure. Just uh, ride or die. Like, give me a name. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, let me go it's knock on like, Kev, Kev, Kev. We got a game this weekend. Yeah, we're good. Everything's fine. <laughs> Gonna need you in the lineup, bud. Yeah, my roommate was six six. It's nice to go out with him. You're just protected. Yeah, yeah no matter what. Like bringing your own security it's nice, guard. It's nice because you know nobody's gonna fight you. But uh, yeah. you know they're get, they're getting the first look at the bar most of the time too. That's true. true. Yeah. Smart. I mean, just all around. Okay. Good answer. What about, uh, like, what was your favorite road barn to playing? Like, we mentioned the Big Ten is a lot uh, of great options to choose from. What was, like, your favorite uh, kind of environment I to play love, in front of? I love uh, Lawson. I love Western Drink. Yep. I don't know why. I always had a good night there. Their fans, like Yost, were, it was a small rink. They kind mm-hmm. of sat above you. It was always loud. Um, the ice was always, I remember the ice was always good. It wasn't too glitzy. Like, you know, you play in these Big Ten ranks, there's you know, Big Ten networks there. It's more of a show. This was like old kind of junior hockey feel. Like, I played in yeah. the point, kind of similar to that, like an old barn. I loved playing there. Um, I liked I liked the Cole Center, too. I yep. think that was, that, was, that was a good rink. Never had the most fans, but just from a facility standpoint, really, really nice luck. Yeah, they're getting they're getting back to the fans now. I'd say, well, now we got our new Cole Caulfield in there. <laughs> Shout out to Max Johnson. Yeah, but uh, yeah, definitely some sick rings. I'd say Western sick too, because it's like the fans are right on top of you. Yeah, like compared to other barns. Yeah. Um, is there anything else we want to talk about, Justin? Is there anything else you want to cover today? Yeah, shit. Sure. We're already like an hour in, aren't we? I, uh, I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think it's awesome what you guys are doing. I think. The more kids can be exposed at any level to, you know, the benefits of college hockey and uh, why choosing college hockey is the right decision at any level. If you're a first round pick, if you're, uh, you know, borderline OHL, any, any, you know, point on that spectrum, I just think there's so many advantages taking it, you know, from a personal level. Myself, obviously, wouldn't be in the situation I'm in now if I had decided to go play in Peterborough when I was drafted. Maybe because right. had a, a better chance at an NHL sniff earlier. Who knows? But with you know, with what happens with injuries in different situations, um, you know, I'm always grateful that I can fall back on my education that I got from Michigan. Absolutely, yeah. Great that's answer. what we're trying to you know, just set up people for success. You know, on or off the ice, and uh, why not bury a couple while you're there too? Yeah, so that's yeah, a, for sure. That's the whole thing. All right, uh, this has been awesome, Justin. We appreciate. I love that there's just background. Someone's talks. just ripping, just getting <laughs> deep yeah, know, this whole time. Look at yeah, it's like, uh, you know, it's, a, it's, it's nuts here. You know, we got guys out there buzzing. We got one-timers happening. The young guys are ripping them. Oh, that was clean right there. <laughs> we got, that's an awesome block. A U&H product out there. Got full two-sleeve tattoos rocking the cut-off top line with the young guns. Let's go. It just never stops. Just all business. All uh, business. Oh, man, it's great. Uh, yeah. Last question for it. you. You know, as a player, as just a trainer now, what is the you know number one piece of advice you'd give to the kids today um i would just say don't compare yourself to anybody else the development curve is a weird thing um i think a lot of guys end up comparing themselves at too young of an age and they they cut their career short hockey's one of the only sports where you can be a, a freshman at 20 22 21 whatever yeah, it is yeah. so uh, you know, there's no rush. I think that's that's something that I just always, I have younger brothers and I've always told them there's no rush. It doesn't matter if you go in at 21, you go in at 18, you're ending up at the same spot. The job you want after college will be there, but you never know what one extra summer does for you. You never know what one extra season of, you know, development can do for you and just don't give up on it. You know, damn, absolutely. 
Well, that's perfect. Go. That was yeah. perfect. No, man, I appreciate you coming on and sharing your uh, your wisdom with us and and the rest of the fans and we listeners get, of the podcast. We got to come down there and just get get run through the, the <laughs> gauntlet there. Get them deep. Yeah, I want yeah. it. We'll, we'll set up right behind right behind the rink and we can just hear the boards clatter all day. <laughs> I love go. it. Yeah, and if we make two days, like I said, we beat last. That's we all I last. want. <laughs> Just fucking yeah, love let it. Let me know if you guys are ever out in New York. It's ten, 50, it's twenty minutes away. So we we, uh, we have plans to go to Long Island to shoot a video this season, but uh, yeah. yeah, or maybe yeah, you know that's an hour away. Perfect. So, well, that's, boom. That's easy money. Yeah, we'll get it deep. All, All right, right, boys. We'll, we'll see you then. Thank you. Appreciate your time today, Justin. This was guys, awesome. Thank you again, man. Yeah, no problem. Be good. Yeah, <laughs> we'll text Take you. it easy. Here's Selman and the Evans moving right in front! And they score! Selman got his own rebound! Short-handed goal! Michigan leads 2-0! Back out on the left wing. Selman, good move. Coming in. Trying to get it across. Now they do! They score! Justin Selman finishes the play! 3-2 Michigan! His second goal of the night. Now he's looking around. Out to Boca. Near side, Gunther Martin. Shot, score! Kicked out of shot! I think it was Selman! And it's tied at four! Great talking with him yesterday. When he talks, you learn. Shot and a score! Justin Selman as plays off the faceoff. Win by Michigan against the Wolverines, the first goal.